Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shipley, President of the Anglican Internet Church, Inc. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based on the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year, primarily the first pairing, which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. These second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based on the Hebrew Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the English people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners should keep in mind the difference in numbering between the Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, Psalm 8 and Psalm 9 are a single psalm, which makes all the psalms from Psalm 10 to 150 off by one number. For example, Psalms 126 and 128 in today's reading are Psalms 125 and 127 in the Vulgate version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, a practice still followed in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on Trinity season, the longest season on the Anglican Church calendar, watch our AIC seasonal video series Trinity Tide, the teaching season, which includes discussion of its history, its place on the church calendar, including all the many possibilities for the lengthening and shortening of Trinity season based upon the movable dates of Easter and First Sunday in Advent. The series is presented in nine episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. For 16th Sunday after Trinity, we have another situation in which all three psalm alternatives are pointed for this particular Sunday. That is, Psalms 91, 116, and 145 have already been read in this series. To avoid duplication, I have selected the pairing of Psalm 126 and 128, which are the readings for Thursday following the 16th Sunday after Trinity. I invite you to listen to the podcast homily for Fourth Sunday after Trinity for Psalm 91, Fourth Sunday after Easter for Psalm 116, and First Sunday after Christmas for Psalm 145. Psalm 126 is a short seven-verse psalm attributed to David. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are in convertendo. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Sion, 
Then were we like unto them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue with joy. Then said they among the heathen, The Lord hath done great things for them. Yea, the Lord hath done great things for us already, whereof we rejoice. Turn our captivity, O Lord, as the rivers of the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that now goeth on his way weeping, bearing forth good seed, shall doubtless come again with joy and bring his sheaves with him. Psalm 126 is the seventh of the fifteen songs of ascent and a psalm attributed to David, in its, and it speaks of the joyful return of the captives, probably meaning those captured by the Persians or the period of Babylonian captivity. This is an inspiring song of triumph and happiness after a long period of captivity and despair. Some translations of verse 1 refer to, quote, men, unquote, in rapture in place of like them that dream. In either case, the meaning is that the Lord's deliverance of the Israelites from captivity, like their delivery in the exodus from Egypt, created great hope and joy among the people, as expressed in verse 4. In the Christian context, St. Peter spoke of the joy of being delivered by an angel, or from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people in Acts 12, verse 11. And St. Paul wrote extensively in his epistles about God's redemption of mankind through the propitiatory death of Christ, his son that created new hope for mankind. The St. Andrew's Academy Septuagint, or SAAS, translation of the Old Testament identifies quote, rivers in the south, as meaning the streams in the Negev desert. The second psalm for today is Psalm 128, is another short psalm with only seven verses, and it is also attributed to David. Its first words in Latin are beati omnis. Blessed are they, all they, that fear the Lord and walk in his ways, for thou shalt eat the labors of thine hands, O oh, well is thee, and happy shalt thou be. Thy wife shall be as the fruitful vine upon the walls of thine house, thy children like the olive branches round about thy table. Lo, thus shall the man be blessed that feareth the Lord. The Lord from out of Sion shall so bless thee that thou shalt see Jerusalem in prosperity all their life long. Yea, thou shalt See thy children's children, and peace upon Israel. Psalm 128 is the ninth of the fifteen songs of ascent, and it offers another definition of blessed. Blessed are all they that fear the Lord and walk in his ways. Verse 1, repeated in a variant form in verse 5, repeats the main theme of Psalm 1. For more on the various translations of the words blessed and happy, See Part 3, Blessed is the Man, on pages 31 to 60 in our publication, Christian Spirituality in Anglican Perspective. Like Psalm 127, it extols the virtues of having children, comparing them to olive shoots instead of arrows in a quiver in, verse, in Psalm 127, but also adds confidently that one who does so, quote, shall see thy children's children, that's verse 7a. 
Similarly, St. Paul gave assurance to the Galatians that those who lived in faith that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and that he was crucified for the sins of mankind. And he said in Galatians 6.16, As many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. The Israel of God in, that fin in the final verse means the Holy Church begun at Pentecost. For more on several important theological concepts mentioned in this commentary on Psalms 126 and 128, see the entries in our bookstore publication, Layman's Lexicon, for angels slash archangels, LXX, the symbol for the Septuagint, propitiation, and Septuagint. For a listing of every use of Psalm 126 and 128 in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, see the respective entries for each psalm in the prayer book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary, which also includes in the introduction an explanation of the different classes of psalms, and at the back of the book, a glossary listing every person, place, or event mentioned in the Psalter. The first lesson for the Thursday following 16th Sunday after Trinity is 1 Kings 8:54 to 63, King Solomon's blessing of the assembly of Israel in the newly built temple. The second lesson is 1 Thessalonians 4:1 to 12, St. Paul's advice to the church he founded in Greece among the first to be planted in Europe on his second missionary journey on how to lead a godly life abstaining from sexual immorality and lust. The story of Paul's second missionary journey is related in our bookstore publication, The Acts of the Apostles, annotated and illustrated in chapters 16 through 20. St. Paul is the subject of episode 5 in our Christian education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series. The episodes are linked from the digital library page with the podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The closing prayer is the Collect for 16th Sunday after Trinity, which was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer based upon prayers in the Gelasian Sacramentary. For the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, the word church was substituted for the word congregation in the 1549 version. I explained the reasons in the discussion of the Collect for Fifth Sunday after Trinity to which the same change was made for the same reason. O Lord, we beseech thee, let thy continual pity cleanse and defend thy church, and because it cannot continue in safety without thy succor, preserve it evermore by thy help and goodness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This podcast program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. The difference in numbering between the